So, uh, I'm very honoured to welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Wes Doyle, who is known from Fair City, and he's been in a lot of other acting projects. Wes, thank you very much for coming on the show. How's the crack, man? How are you? <laughs> All good. First thing we need to talk about is the uh, Jake Paul Ben Askren fight. Uh, I understand you were watching it. What did you think? <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, well, number one, big probably possibly the biggest fucking upset in the history of combat sports. Mm. <laughs> period. But um, that's a, that's I, a I high statement. Sorry? That's a high statement. Maybe not the biggest upset ever, but like a definitely... Well, uh... I wouldn't, yeah, I would say, okay, that was a <laughs> bit of an overreach, but like, it was it was pretty bad. Like, mm. at the same time, though, like, I have to be honest and to say that I think... I don't know, man. I'm thinking I'm thinking Ben took a dive. Like, think, okay, now think about it this way, right? And the reason mm. why I say that is because Ben Askren, he went, what, over three minutes with Robbie Lawler, got the head thumped off him. And mm. still submitted Robbie Lawler. <laughs> How is he getting knocked out by Ben Askren, bro? I yeah. can't, I can't, I and can't it's, fathom it. You it's, know what I mean? It's, it's, as like... I, it's as I said. I mean, this guy is, he's, he spent like six years in Japan, which is just like murky. And you're getting the head beat the shit out of you every single day. Or like, you know, I think it was like he was fighting every few weeks. Well, yeah, like mind you, he, he, like he spent a lot of time over there wrestling. He, mm. Like a, a lot of the things, a lot of um, I don't think he did much striking. To be now, I could be wrong. Mm. I haven't seen Askren's background a lot since prior to UFC, but um, as far as I knew, he was a he's a world class wrestler. You mm. know what I mean? So like, but in saying that, yeah, he spent time in Japan. He's he's a seasoned mixed martial artist. So I thought <laughs> he would have been a bit more technically sound, mm. but. It was, it was, it, like, it looked like a nice clean one, too, from Jake mm. Paul. I have, to, I have to give it to him as much as it pains me yeah. to say that. Yeah, it was... I have to give it to him. Like, he showed a bit, there was technique with it with, in his striking mm. this time around. Yeah. But in saying that, Askren looked absolutely shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, he looked diabolical, man. Yeah, well, that's my so, point like, with, the, the, with the J Japanese thing, because even if he's spending all this time on the ground, you have to take a punch at some time. And you'd think that, like... Jake Paul's been doing this two years. Like, surely Ben has enough in him to, as you say, with Robbie Lawler or with anybody, to take three minutes of abuse. Like, how you don't get past the first round there. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, though. The, it does seem like potentially he could have kept going. Uh, from watching it live, what was your read on that? Oh, yeah, I thought it was a completely early stoppage. Completely mm. early, like, in my opinion. He, he, that's, this is why I kept going, is, is this real... Is he really, like, because he didn't even look wobbled, you know what I mean? Like, and then, mm. like, I'm not saying I know 100% when somebody's acting, but I'm a fucking trained actor, right? And he was <laughs> he was putting something on in that ring, man. He was doing something there. But, like, mm. in saying that, I, it's, I'm so conflicted, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, mm. I'm so conflicted. Uh, uh, on one hand, I'm thinking yeah, it, it has to be a dive because I'm such... And a mixed martial arts fan, and I'm such an anti Jake Paul fan <laughs> that I just refused. I think part of me just refuses to believe it. But like mm. at the same time, when you actually analyze it and look at it, and you're like, okay, he did catch him, mm. caught him well there. But like, 
I just don't know. I still kind of, I still kind of in denial. I think about it myself. Just, yeah. just to be honest. I think Dana White is as well, and everybody that put money on that. It was the highest. Yeah. It was the highest bet uh, event of the year, which is crazy. And one point two million pay per view buys. So is that true? Is that legit? The bet did. Um... Did Dana White actually bet that much money? Well, he said it on uh, uh, Mike Tyson's podcast that he would bet uh, a million, but mm. who knows? He did. Yeah, who knows where, like, if he actually put that through or not. But uh, that's probably... Yeah, that pocket changed to him and anyway, so he mm. probably did. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably enough about those two. Uh, how are things, Wes, with you? Uh, isolation, you, sp- you spent the last few weeks in isolation, did you? You're up in Dublin. What's, what's it like it in Dublin? In Dublin at the moment, um, well, I, I wouldn't have, <laughs> for the last two weeks, I hadn't a clue because I was in isolation. But um, at the moment right now in Dublin, as in, how do you mean, how how is it in, in as in overall atmosphere in Dublin? Yeah, exactly. How, how are things? Um, with, personally, with me, I'm I'm good now. Like, I, I've just finished my isolation there Saturday. So mm. that was my two-week mark. But um, other than that, I, I'm good to be out. I'm frustrated that there's nothing to do while I'm out, <laughs> but at the same time, it still beats cracking up at home for mm. two weeks straight. Yeah, that would that would so been... like uh, that would be to put it in a nutshell. <laughs> mm. Two weeks would have been tough. Was it? Did you come in contact with someone or like? Because if you were following you online, it was like I no one had a, a clue as to why you like. I didn't yeah. know you were inside your house. I've, neither do I, man. I <laughs> genuinely no idea. I had to come in contact with somebody, mm. but with who I've no idea. To be honest, I like. Because I don't drive. I take mm. the bus. I, I take public transport and stuff like that. So, like, it there's a, there's a big possibility that it could have happened there. Um, Because I didn't infect anyone. So, mm. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I didn't catch it off anyone. So, then I'm like, it's mm. it's, it's yeah. a weird one. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you kind of just have to go, okay, well, i got to lock myself away now. Yeah. But I'm one of the lucky ones in the sense that it didn't really, it didn't affect me physically mm. at all. Yeah. God. Thank God. And uh, let's let's see. So acting in terms of acting, uh, how did you how did you get started? You on you? I mean, you're you've been on Fair City for something like ten in years. General, 15, 15, Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen years. Um, but uh, yeah, I I started. Um, I initially like as a young kid when I was like from between the age of about four and five, probably older. I I, I was mad into. Uh, you obviously know the film, the Die Hard movies. Mm, yeah. So like I was always mad into the grown uh, growing up I was mad into them and I, I the only vague memory I have in terms of wanting to be an actor is my mom going what do you want to be when you grow up and I go I want to be that and I'm just pointing at Bruce Willis and that's it like I want to be a movie star but um but it, I'd say when I got to about seven or eight that kind of fizzled out mm. and I got into martial arts then myself until about the age of eleven. My best friend Louis, who uh, he's he played Spuddy on Damo Noivar, and he was also Denzo in Fair City as well. But um, it was him. It was it was initially him that got me back into acting because mm. when we were growing up in Ballymun, there was, there wouldn't have been a lot to do for kids back in mm. Ballymun when I, like I'm 30 years old for anybody who doesn't know. So like back in the like late 90s maybe there wouldn't have been a lot to do, or even the early 90s in in my area growing up for kids. So when Louis found out about the acting club he was really excited about it you know what i mean mm. so he was like oh bro let's go come on what is that about uh, an acting club that's starting up in ballymun <laughs> and truth be told i'll hold up i'll hold my hands up and say that i was i was biased to bits about it like i came <laughs> from the old school 
you had to be a hard lad mentality mm. back in the day. Like, do you know what I mean? That, that young alpha male I'm not fucking thing that, that we all do when we're that age. But I was like, oh, I'm not going acting and making a show myself. No, stupid. And I don't know all this shit, like putting it, putting it all on. Mm. And he literally had to twist my arm into going with him to do it. And I just remember leaving the place and he was like, now, I fucking told you. <laughs> he was like, it was a deadly bit of crack, wasn't it? So I was like, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. And ever since then, it started from every Tuesday. And then it went on to two days a week, three days a week, rehearsing for plays. And then it just, it, it turned into a career. Yeah. The, so that's, that, that's basically the whole story. The Ballymun thing is very interesting because like for us down here in the West, when we hear about Ballymun, it's usually not for a good reason. But it seems <laughs> it looks it seems like to me at least there's either like Ballymun people are either like the coolest taxi drivers ev- ever or they've got like gold teeth and they've got a gun. They, <laughs> it seems that's at least how it looks to the outside. I think like in terms of you, you like they either have a, a really incredible infectious personality or you want to run yeah. away. That you know they're incredibly uh, overpowering. Yeah, there's, there's kind of there's no in between. I I I get where you're coming from, but um. No, well, the, that's that's the general. I suppose if you want to put it into a stereotype or whatever, that that would be the two stereotypes. You're either really sound, or you're a scumbag. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it's one of those. But like in saying that, that's not actually the reality mm. of it. Like uh, grow, growing up in Ballymun, it's there's there's one th- one thing that I can, that everybody will agree with me on that being from Ballymun is that there's a great sense of community in Ballymun. Mm. Like although it's a it's a rough area, it's been filled with drugs and crime and like other areas, in fairness, but in fairness, they do quite, they do look out for their own. I've no mm. like I've learned that growing up. Even though we fight amongst these ourselves in Ballymun, all the all the bickering goes on. That's that's young lads kind of stuff. Everybody done that. It just so happens maybe through technology or through weaponry, it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but in in saying that, when it really comes down to it, Ballymunners do actually look out for their own. They, mm. There are there are great there is a great sense of community. Like, mm. and I learned that growing up because, as again, what I said, but with there being nothing for kids growing up, like Ballymun themselves, kind of as well as the likes of the government and stuff, all obviously intervened. Mm. But like it was, it was the community that that kind of made the things for us to do. You know mm. what I mean? Growing up, so like, so that's one thing I always credit to Ballymun. Like as much as people think it's rough. Mm. It, there are really genuine nice people out there that will look out for you were you close to any of that like uh how close were you you know so do you think if acting didn't get in the way you would be in the sunday oh, world a fucking a hair a hairline <laughs> <laughs> not even close i was i was like i'll say i'm a very open and honest person about who i am so like when i was growing up i wouldn't have been what you would what you would say is uh walking on the straight and narrow do you know what i mean mm. but don't don't get me wrong now i wasn't a i wasn't a malicious person or i wasn't evil mm. i wasn't bad to the core but like i got up to mischief as much as the as much as every other young fella did in ballymun back then when there was when there was nothing to do for kids recreationally we 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 made our own entertainment you know mm. what i mean <laughs> it just so happens sometimes it was at people's expense <laughs> <laughs> but um we weren't uh don't get me wrong. We weren't like I wasn't. I wasn't a criminal, mm. if you want to call it that way, or like maybe I was to to some people. Maybe I wasn't, but I never like went over the line. Mm. You know what I mean? I never went over the line. Mm. But do you think if acting got in the if acting hadn't got in the way that that would have been the 
that would I, have been I, um, point. I'm not I, to be honest. It's it would it's a bit of a gamble because yeah, I, like I would have. Uh, I always said I wanted to go. If I hadn't been acting, I would have been a martial artist or else in the army. But in saying that, when I was growing up as a young lad, I wouldn't have been on the on the nicest of paths, and I wouldn't have been, you know, hanging with the nicest of people. Even though they might be nice to me now, they wouldn't be <laughs> considered nice to society. You know what I mean? Mm. Like in that kind of sense. So. I could I could openly and honestly say that yeah if I hadn't start started acting there is a good chance mm. I wouldn't have been on the greatest of, I wouldn't have had the greatest of lives or been on the right track at all yeah and I, I think it's it's really interesting because I can say you know from from what I've seen it's not always like they're not always the worst people that because that you know are in the papers and stuff like that or you know it's it's not always it's it's there's more there's more to the story than we usually see it's you know that the people mm. you see in the papers like as you say you or, or or people around you could have ended up in that life and it wasn't necessarily that you were like uh, you know a pablo escobar at age 11 it was just the yeah. way things unfolded and and thankfully for you it didn't the interesting thing as well is that as we've seen the last like five, ten years, they keep saying stuff like, you know, the new people are a different breed. They're they're more they're monsters now, and they're kind of saying like that the respect the respectful drug dealer has gone away. If there was ever a thing, did from from living from your time in the flats and living in Palimon, did you see that general progression towards a uh, way more dangerous? Um, to be honest, if if you were to put if you were to put that like that's a broad subject, you know what I mean, mm. in terms of what you would consider um the respectful drug dealer, for example. Like so, but I but I would I would uh, somewhat agree with it because there are I have noticed in Ballymun, like in terms of say say like the, the, the underworld, for example, like everybody from Ballymun can observe that if you live there. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's not mm. it's not uh, it's no secret. But over the years, in my in my opinion and experience, I would say generally that it seems like the youth, in my terms, give less of. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah, you say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in my in my terms, basically, give give less of a fuck. Mm. And there, there there does seem like a lack of a respect now because I and but I, I'm not saying that that's all the youth's fault. Mm. Because it, like partially it's the it's the, the youth are to blame in the sense that when a young lad or a young girl is coming up as a youth, they all want to prove themselves. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And if you are in that line of work or in <laughs> that, basically in that in that trade, uh, not on that right path, um, you will you basically it's ruthless. Do you know mm. what I mean? And I, I have noticed over the years that yeah, there has the youth seem to be getting a bit more ruthless mm. in that in that game. But uh, in the sense that they don't care, uh, like who who's beefing with who now, because yeah. because any fool can pull a trigger. Do you mm. know what I mean? And mm. basically, like it's it, like back when I was growing up, it was more respectful in the sense that if you had a problem with somebody or if somebody was competing with you on in some way, mm. you'd you'd knock it out. You know what I mean? Mm. You'd you'd duke it out and you'd have you'd have a fight. You'd stand up and you'd shake hands and that'd be it. <laughs> Whereas nowadays. Mm. Even when I was growing up, that like when in my generation it kind of started to come in like that, the influence would be they wouldn't fight on their own, or, or you mm. know what I mean, and that kind of sense. So I suppose, yeah, you have I have seen that over the years with the youth, mm. but like it doesn't mean that all all is lost. You know what mm. I mean? Like you you see that that's only like probably a group in every mm. six groups or ten groups or mm. whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm. so, yeah, I will agree that you do see. Yeah, there has been like a, a lack of respect in, in the youth today with with their elders i've noticed mm. 
but not 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 with not with every youth. Like I just because I never would have seen that as a kid, and maybe that's just because I was a kid, and I never seen it as a kid. Yeah. But when you get older, you kind of notice, like with the values that I was brought up on. And anyway, it's like if I mm. spoke to my relatives the way that you spoke, if even speaking to my some of my friends the way that you speak, there'd be there'd be upendings all over the shop. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, there is a difference in mentality. Mm. I think if you were to sum it up, there's definitely a difference in mentality in mm. in kind of all aspects of the youth growing up. Yeah, now uh, it was a little heavy, but you know you, you never get to talk to 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 people who have lived that life. It's fascinating. But in terms of we go back to, to more towards you, first city. What was that first episode like? Take us take us to the moments at which you My get first discovered. Ever episode. Yeah. Oh man, I remember it like it was fucking yesterday. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's because they fucking cut half of his shit out of it. <laughs> I was like devastated, like because I was the, my first. So my first episode of Fair City, right? Our Doug was cast originally as a bully, a school bully, mm. and we were bullying Mark Halpin, who was Damien Halpin's little brother. And uh, the scene, the the whole scene was basically he's walking down the road with his phone in his hand. And myself and another another lad who uh, Robbie O'Connor, who played Tommy in, in the show initially when we first started as bullies, uh, he both of us came up and, and we take the phone off him and we're like just basically yeah. keeping him at arm's length while we're like trying to wind him up on the phone. Mm. And like there was a boot, there was a, I'd say there was a good to thirty seconds to a minute conversation of oh what's the call for Australia and me going oh we don't know. <laughs> You tell me and all this. So there was a bit of dialogue there. So I was like super excited about that. And I went around telling me all family, all my friends, everybody for like a week. Mm. I was like, lads, make sure you watch Fair City that episode that day. I'm going to be on it. You're going to see me. Mm. So the, the, the episode comes around and I'm sitting in the sitting room with like half my family. <laughs> They're like, we're all just sitting there waiting. And then, uh, next of all, uh, it comes on. I'm like, oh, there, there, there's me. And you just see me walking down the road for like two seconds. And then it cuts to uh, to Robbie who took snatches the phone. And then it's it's like all on him. <laughs> it was like <laughs> at the end of it. And everybody was like, is that it? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, they took loads of it out. So yeah, that was, that was the first ever episode I was in. But I'll never forget how excited I was. I wasn't even actually... Like, I, I had psyched myself up. I had gotten so nervous for it before that that I wasn't even nervous on the day. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. This is great. Mm. And then it just got all cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dev, I was like nearly sure. crying in the same room going, first he's going to make me look like a tick. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, I end up the lucky one because I'm, I'm still there. So, mm. so yeah, thank God. After, Never said <laughs> after whatever, a few seconds of screen time, how do you get onto the second episode and then become a regular for 15 years? Um, I, well, it didn't, it, it started very slowly. Like, I, I, I'm there 15 years, but only in the last, I'd say, five years, maybe now, am I starting to, like, get, like, more recognition from mm. people. So, like, as a, when I was a teenager, when I started, nobody barely ever said anything to me. No, not, mm. not. Not a lot of people, but like I get it the odd time, but I don't know if that was just because I was a, n a newcomer mm. or if that was just because I was young and it looked strange approaching fucking children on the street. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that was the mentality of people just left me alone because I was a kid or if it was because I was only just up and coming. But like, mm. yeah, it took 
like only only in the last five years i'd say i'm starting to kind of get get really noticed mm. which is great like I, yeah. I, I love it you know what i mean at the same time as an actor i appreciate it so it's mm. nice to get the recognition mm. what's what's also interesting is as more and more people go online like you have your mailman as uh, postman is now like talking about trolls online and online hate and everybody has to deal with this now uh, and it's become like a whole thing but for someone who was in the like mainstream circuit of criticism do you remember or was there an incident where someone in the sun or, or wherever criticized your performance or you got backlash um not not like hatefully mm. not hatefully you always get the smart the smart alex think yeah. that'll go be like oh you work for fair city <laughs> but like that it's not even that that bothers me the thing that like makes me laugh is that they think it's the first time i've ever heard that that's probably the worst i'd say that's the, the worst that i've gotten um mm. In the sense that, like, I've never had anybody come up to me malicious, <laughs> maliciously, you know, like, uh, like pure, like, fuck you, basically, <laughs> like. So I've never gotten that, but I did get a smack of a handbag one time when I was sixteen. Jesus. Uh, in the face from a, from a woman who genuinely believed my character, <laughs> and well, but later we, she's from Ballymun. <laughs> she's actually a lovely woman, <laughs> but uh, at the very first, at the start of it, basically, I was waiting for the bus, and she spotted me and just came up to me and was like. You were that little bollocks off the telly. And I, I just I took on the chin. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks very much. Started laughing, went to check for the bus, and then literally took the fucking handbag on the chin after that. Bang! That's all I felt was whack. And I like I thought I was getting a dig off someone. Like, I turned around, and I was like, what the fuck? And she's like literally up to here. And she's like, fucking you leave that fucking yuvla alone. And like, that was a shock at the first, the first time that happened. Mm. But then it became funny because I got on the bus, the bus came and she was shouting at me the whole time saying, you're a little, you're just giving me abuse. <laughs> and then when I got on the bus, she did not stop shouting. So like, all I saw was <laughs> like that as, as I was pulling off, like that, that was probably one of the most bizarre things. Mm. That, that happened to me and that that was that that hasn't happened in a long time mm. but there really are people that believe you are that character yeah and do give you shit like i'm just glad that i'm not hated mm. as a character in there all the time because i've seen some of the depth that people do get on mm. it like well, that's it's what I said. I, I said, to, I went around uh, when I managed to secure the interview with you. I went around and I said, this guy isn't like a like a criminal or like a, he's not like a rapist on the show. Like he's a, he's a normal guy. And they're like, no, no, yeah. he's a sound guy. Uh, so, you know, obviously I, there's some people that play like crazy characters on that show. And then you tune in like in a few months, a few months or a few years later. And they're like the saint of the town again. Has there ever been like a storyline, especially coming from Ballymun and kind of like it's Fair City uh, at least tries to depict that, I think, a little bit. Has there ever been a storyline where you've gone, come on, this isn't this isn't realistic at all? Or has there ever been stuff you've pushed away? Um, well, no, I wouldn't say that. I, I, I would say like not not with other people's storylines. I've never said that because that's essentially down to the actors to make mm. that believable. Um. But there has been times where I've criticised myself and being like, ah, oh, that I, I thought I didn't look believable, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Where So, like, you look at yourself and you're kind of going, I should have done it this way, you know what I mean? Mm. And, like, well, like to, to other people, it looks grand, whereas to you, it might not, or to other people, it might look shit. I suppose that kind of goes down to different opinions, but mm. there has been times where you would kind of go, like, lads, like, 
is it okay if I maybe like you? You might throw in a suggestion mm. because it might not fit your uh, specific character. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like I remember years and years back, like over ten years ago. I remember it was written in a script that I had to call somebody a dork, <laughs> and I was like, "Lads, like who who even says dork in fucking mm. Dublin?" Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like. But it turned out, I think one of the writers was just had had spent some time in the states, so he wasn't mm. too familiar with the with the Irish mm. uh, slang, a hundred percent. Which is where we come in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's where the writers and the actors kind of bounce off each mm. other in that sense. Mm. If one of the actors gets it wrong, the writer will go, "Actually, can you try it this way?" Or vice versa. If if one of the writers uh, writes something that might not sound natural mm. to us or in our language, we'd say, "Lads, that 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 won't work with us. Is it okay if we change it?" Mm. And the, and we take each other's ideas and opinions on board. Like mm. there's not like it doesn't there's no clash of heads in that sense. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? We everybody kind of works together mm. to do that. Mm. Change dork for bleeding wanker or something like that. Yeah, I changed it to Egypt at the time. <laughs> okay. I was like, can I? Because you do also have to restrict what you you, yes. you got to be careful. Right? <laughs> like even even you're not even. I don't think you're even allowed to say. Um, you can't even say like, oh, Jesus Christ or oh, God, mm. you're not allowed basically take the Lord's name in vain <laughs> in some way. Because, no, le re legit, like because mm. the, the religious people don't like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So well, actually, I, I actually have a you're bang on the money because I actually I cut out a, a story from the newspaper where uh, some woman in Fair City, a, a priest and a woman have a child or there's some, there was some scandal recently yeah. about that. And religious groups got annoyed, so it is it is yeah. actually bang on the money. When you joined TikTok recently, and even on this show, say like you're one of the you're pretty much the only guest where the son or the male might actually be watching this. Are you ever concerned about like what you say? You know, because they do need to fill seventy pages of newspaper, and you're in no, the public no. eye. Yeah, like I'm never concerned about what I say because I know how I mean. Like mm. I, I do understand. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, a, I'm not an idiot, and I understand that things in the tabloids get misconstrued and twisted, and this and that. But if it was to like, say, if it was ever for, for the likes of Fair City, for example, like I would, I like I anything that I say, people know me, and people know how I would mean it. And mm. if they didn't, then all they have to do is come and ask. So if, it, so if any kind of papers or journalists or anything ever wanted to twist me words. I can easily correct it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I've never been worried about that. Mm. Like, if people want to take a specific person, depending on who the person is, obviously, but if people want to take a tabloid's word mm. over that person, and when they can easily just go to the person and find out the source of the information, then that's that's just down to plain ignorance, in mm. my my opinion. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now let's let's talk about so. You you said five years, right? It's five years that you've been on the show consistently. In terms of Fair City, yeah, Fair City, exactly, Fair City. No, I've been on it fifteen years. Yeah, but well, like... only in the last five years I've kind of started to get a bit of more recognition, I suppose. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Uh, so, well, fifteen years. Then, it, it, how long has it, or and is it possible to be a professional actor in Ireland? Are you able to like you you've moved out of Ballymun? Are you able to stay stay afloat? based on Fair City for the last 15 years? Myself, mm. um, truth be told, um, Fair City is, pays a great wage. Like, obviously I'm not gonna talk about what it is mm. on, on this, but like, it's enough to pay the bills. And if you're smart with your money, it's more than enough to pay the bills. <laughs> so like, it's not that I'm like, 
I'll, I'll admit and tell people like that. I, I, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm smashed. You know what I mean? I'm broke <laughs> like half the rest of the country. So like, but in saying that, it's not because of the lack of money I get from RTE or anything. Mm. I haven't been working in there a lot. Yeah, and we don't get paid when we don't work in there. But mm. that's basically any job. Mm. But um, yeah. So like, like I'll admit in myself that it's me. It's kind of partly me that also needs to get the finger out there. You know what I mean? And mm. like, needs to start looking. Pushing myself a bit more because you know, like it's just kind of with the lockdown and stuff like that, it mm. does affect people and it brings people down, me included. Mm. So, like, it's hard to stay motivated, you know what I mean, and mm. stuff like that. So, like, I wouldn't blame Fair City for for like lack of finances because they've mm. always it's not as if they they activolics with money or you know what I mean, they're a professional mm. company and a professional show, so like, there's, there's never been an issue there, mm. but um. I would say the reason, like, if I'm in any kind of financial trouble, that's because I'm just haven't been working a lot, or I'm not being as smart with my money as I should be. Mm. Do you know what I mean and stuff like that? So it's it's never you can't really blame the job's fault unless you're like getting straight up buttons from a job. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, which which definitely Mm. isn't first E in any way. Like, it's great earning, Mm. but. Again, yeah, every actor wants to be more more consistent, but mm. there's, there's over 50 of us in the cast, you know yeah. what I mean? You can't have every actor in there every mm. day, because mm. it wouldn't be fair. When, so, like, when you do have a storyline and you're given a script, talk us through that process. So from learning your lines to, like, what what's what's a shoot day like? I mean, as soaps are... Just n- a quick thing, Jack. How do I see you? I can't see you, you right now. You can't see me. Um, that's no, odd. No, I'm in, like, this menu on Discord right now talking to the phone. Okay, if you click into uh, the, the actual server, if you click into uh, the, the on-air section... This. Bear with me, bear with me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new to Discord. So I click what the bottom right button. Uh, you you should click into on air. I believe is the uh, is the section you, you click into on air. When you're in Discord. Okay, that's... Oh yes, I see. Sorry, s- my bad. You see me? I I do. There <laughs> we go. Sorry. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> right. Apologies, folks. But sorry, what was I saying there? What were we so talking about? We were talking about how uh, an episode is constructed. You know, uh, in Spanish yeah. soap operas, I believe they're notorious for if you fuck up a line, they just move on. It's like, yeah, who cares? What's it like? Really? Yeah, that's what they say, apparently, because they're making like uh, 50 minutes of television a day. So they just cut around it and move on is apparently what they do. In, in Fair yeah. City, what's the process like? from getting a script all the way to a produced episode? Well, it's definitely not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. They must have really short soap programs, Mm. if that's the case. (laughs) So the basic structure, now don't get me wrong, Like I don't know how the scripts get done and stuff like that because I'm not a writer. I just come in and do my job when I get my scripts as an actor, but like... Generally, my routine or the, the, the general consensus is that you, like, you get your scripts two weeks before you come in. Um, they're sent out. You get them two weeks. you got two weeks to learn them. Uh, you come in then on your first day. You, uh, usually, they do rehearsals on a Monday. Um, you get, that also depends. There's a lot of different things. So there's two different types of filming. you got your indoors and your outdoor filming. So your outdoor filming is called EFP, and your indoor is called studio. So... If you're in studio, you're filming from Tuesday to Friday uh, with your scripts. You get your scripts, you learn your scripts, you come in on the Monday for rehearsal, and then you're filming Tuesday to Friday. That also depends on 
the sets that you're filming in because they do different sets on different days. Mm. So like they might be in Studio A where say the likes of McCoy's, um, mm. the cap the cafe, all those kind of sets would be like right next to each other in in the warehouse, and they would do all the scenes. They do four episodes in a week, so they do all well three now because of COVID, but they there. Uh, mm. They do all the scenes in those sets on that on say Monday and Tuesday, and then head over to the other studio on the Wednesday, and then record all of that, mm. and then basically chop it, chop and change it all up in the in the edit, and uh, that's it's pretty straightforward. Like so, like but like they are like in terms of like the storylines and stuff like that, they are like quite a good few months ahead. In mm. I'm not sure exactly which which what how many months, but I know that they're a very good they're a good few months ahead in advance in terms of planning out their stories. And then with filming, uh, what you would see on the telly would have been recorded like a month ago. So they're, they're about four or five weeks ahead in filming. Mm. So okay. that's, that would kind of be the whole routine of, mm. of how it goes down. But like, I'm not sure what the structure is for how they write the scripts mm. or how the scripts get sent out or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting. And even, I mean, uh, you, you know, you talk about it takes a month. And you, often all these, I wonder, is that where all, you know, the way these spoilers come out and all these leaks is, is it, do you know if it, if it's Fair City and all those uh, soaps distributing the news, you know, the, the whole I often off? Wondered that. Yeah, like I, I often wondered that myself, if, if they kind of like, you know, leak a little bit out mm. just to keep, just for the publicity, like, but I, I don't know. To yeah. be honest, I have absolutely no idea. Mm. But, um, like, it would make sense for them to do that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because I often wonder that myself. Yeah, maybe they do have, like, one, like, because I know there used to be a lot of um people on boards.ie, I think, that would, like, interact with a lot of people in first city years ago. I'm not mm. sure if that still happens now. Yeah, because but, um, you look you look at the sun and things like that, and it's like you know every day it's got like spoil fair city spoiler or whatever, and it's like Siobhan yeah. finds out that her husband is actually her long lost brother or whatever it is, and you're like, well, that's yeah, just yeah. destroyed the that's just destroyed the whole thing. I for used, the yeah, they, a lot of that now is done with like they would always give you like maybe like a pinch of a spoiler, but then there's also a twist to the spoiler. Mm. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah, they yeah. don't say. Well, I think like. I think you could be right. I don't, to be honest, I don't know. Because, like, how the fuck else are the sun and how are they getting it? Because they don't have ninjas going around on the set, like, you know what I mean? Taking pictures and running away. That doesn't happen. So, like, I'm, I'm assuming that there is a publicity team that do kind of let little bits out just to keep people on the fish hook, you know what I mean? I think that's how all television, I suppose, really kind of works in that sense. Mm. You said you started well, getting yeah. you said you started getting noticed kind of five years ago for it. When you first started uh, getting noticed by more people than the crazy women at the bus hitting you with their handbags, <laughs> what was that experience like? Were you popping bottles, living it up? Did you go through no. like a kind of an, a star phase at any point? I, yeah, I wouldn't say a star phase. I went through a phase where there was a there was a phase in my life where I was like flat out week to week in RTE. And then I kind of up and left that. I kind of ruined that. I kind of messed that up for myself because I up and left to America. I moved over to the States and I kind of didn't give them enough notice. So that was kind of my, I shot myself in the foot kind of doing that because at the time I was, I was kind of up and my character was up and coming and I was flat out, you know what I mean? Working in there, but it wasn't, um, the, like the fame didn't go mm. to me head or, or, or anything like that. I was just, I was young and naive and stupid and I, I was getting paid more money than your average 18 year old, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, 
I, I suppose I got a bit careless in, in that mm. sense and was like just acting the bollocks for a while. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, and then I, I got a I got a, a boot in the arse, mm. basically to be <laughs> like, you're right, you need you need to be more professional here. Mm. Which I, which I will always be forever grateful for. And even what's interesting about that is at eighteen when you were starting to get a little bit recognized, Tinder and all those things weren't around. So like, you mm-hmm. know, there was a you you kind of people at at that level of fame uh, you you lost out a little bit i'd say i probably yeah i suppose it was the wrong time and in terms of coming up because technology was only fresh mm. like when i was 18 facebook was only after just kind of starting around you know what i mean like so like mm. yeah it would have been i think it would have been better now but at the same time it, it probably wouldn't have it's probably just would have been the same mm. I think you know what I mean, like in the sense, like because either way, I don't, I don't really let that play on my head a lot. You know what mm. I mean? I don't think about how many people, like, are my fans, or because mm. I, I don't, I don't look at myself as any kind of celebrity at all. Mm. So like, when people come up to me and act as if I'm this type of person, I get weirded out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like people are saying, "Can I get a picture?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." But in my head, I'm thinking, "What the fuck's you want a picture of me for?" Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Mm. I don't know. Like it's, I do always think like those. That's I'm the type of person you'd get a picture with and then forget about it a few mm. years later. Mm. Throwing the fucking bin. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember him. Like that, I don't. That's how I see mm. myself. I don't look at myself as, mm. as above anything. So like, yeah, that's. Mm. When always, I always get weirded out with that. When you're in America, was the idea there to try and break America to to get on TV shows there, or was it just just uh, get away for a while? No, yeah, I suppose it kind of was. Like at the same time, it was. I, I had a, I have an uncle that lives over there, and I moved over to him, and uh, we had a great time, like when I was there, but uh, it just I, I I suppose I was kind of. I did have a, actually, I'll, I'll admit, I hadn't, the first idea I had was to kind of cheat. <laughs> I was going, I, I tried to get over there on a three-month visa and then hopefully apply for a work one while I was there, but, like, there's not a fucking hope. <laughs> Are you able to do that? I just was going over thinking, oh, maybe I could try it, but mm. no, I talked, we spoke, we actually spoke to, like, an immigration solicitor mm. and all about it, and he was like, nah, have don't even try it. Have you ever seen Fair like, City? America will <laughs> deport your ass immediately. So I was like, okay, I'm not trying that. Mm. So I went over initially um, just to have a have a look around with the place, and then yeah, and then eventually go over there. Mm. But uh, just things didn't didn't really work out the mm. way that the way that I had planned them. Aside from Fair City, you've done a few different movies and stuff like that. Uh, can you talk us through some of those? Like, uh, you know, there's, there's a different few Skeleton Crew, I believe. There's another sports yeah. one. The Skeleton Crew, uh, the two the two kind of feature length movies that I did was The Skeleton Crew and um, On the Ball. The one was a football film, I, madly enough, because I don't do football at all. Mm. But uh, yeah, one was a football film where I actually bleached my entire head blonde <laughs> for, for the crack initially for the film. But then uh, the production got halted for like two or three years i remember (laughs) and i didn't have my blonde i didn't have the blonde hair anymore so like halfway through the film i'm like wearing hats all of a sudden (laughs) just out of nowhere my character just starts wearing hats but like yeah it was actually we had such crack doing that film though i wanted to be like the kind of the mad goalkeeper because i I was the goalkeeper so i was like how do you look mad bleach your hair (laughs) it's like fucking just do something eccentric do you know what i mean 
but it didn't really like i just looked like an idiot in my in my head mm. i thought i looked like an idiot but um and then the second film was skeleton crew that was like um kind of like an 80s slasher movie style horror mm. um kind of yeah an, an independent film that we did as uh, when i was actually studying in bull alley at the time i, I filmed that Mm. But uh, I did that with a, with a good friend of mine who was doing a, an editing course at the time as well. And um, those were the only two, I suppose, if you want to call it like movies, feature like movies mm. that I've ever did. Mm. But the crack we had during the horror film and stuff like that. So my, my character, not, I don't know if I should, well, not to spoil a spoiler alert, yeah. but my character gets his stomach slashed open and his intestines pulled out. Mm. And then I get hang, and then I get a load of chains hang around my neck and I'm found that way. Mm. But um, <laughs> Darren's going to kill me for this. <laughs> when we were filming that scene, it was so like independent. We were all students and stuff, you know. It was like Darren's fourth film. We were having this. We having a great crack. We having great crack doing it. And we there was no health and safety or nothing. Like, so we were all just coming out and doing it for the laugh. So I was standing on a load of pallets, <laughs> like wobbly ass pallets, with a fucking actual metal chain around my neck. Trying to get the shot, <laughs> trying to be dead. I was like, lads, if I slip here, you're not going to need much acting. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, we should, we should probably hurry this up. But like, at the laugh, like, even though that was dangerous as fuck, the laugh that we had doing that film mm. was unbelievable. Mm. I, I, any but, uh, TV or, that's or, kind of all I have. Sorry? Any TV or, or anything like that coming up? Uh, you know, how many auditions um, would you say? You Do you go on many auditions? What's in the pipeline? I haven't done. Uh, it's the, this this year has been so quiet, man. I haven't I haven't done a single audition this year, um, because I've just been basically trying to get by the last mm. while now. But um, that is me, mate. That is my goal now is to try and hopefully get myself a bit of maybe uh, some representation, like mm. in a, an agent or something like that. Because it it can be as a solo actor, like as a solo artist, it, it is very hard in this industry to get your foot in the door. If you're not like constantly on the grind, mm. looking for auditions, sending emails, making phone calls, sending texts, everything like that. Like if you don't, if you're not doing that, you're not mm. getting, you're not getting nothing. Mm. Like that's why I commend like agencies and actors, agents and stuff like that because, it, like the ones that do work, work their ass off. You know mm. what I mean? So like, I suppose as an actor now, that that would that's my next goal to try and take it the next step up you know what i mean mm. uh, would you consider a goodwill hunting type thing you know of like uh darren that guy would you consider writing your own stuff and trying to like force yourself in that way i have i have i've, I've thought about it an awful lot there's there's a lot of different ideas that pop into my head but at the same time putting them onto into onto mm. a script or into is is like a completely different ball game. Mm. Like everybody says, like why don't you just write your own script? It's it's really not that easy. <laughs> like even like I write lyrics, mm. but like even that, like you get writer's block. You know what I mean? Mm. You just can't. You've got the idea in your head, but you it just it just does not word right on the on paper. Mm. I don't know what it is, but like I have tried it a few times, and I, I end up going nah, throwing it away. You know what I mean? Stuff mm. like that. But I've got a lot of ideas, so. If there's any young writers out there willing to look for scripts, mm. <laughs> like I'll bounce, I'll, I'll, can bounce off my ideas if you want. Like I'm always open to collaborations there. Mm. But uh, yeah, like I have thought about writing scripts, but just kind of never, never pushed myself to 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 do that yet. That's one thing I actually mm. haven't dipped my toes into. Mm. Would you? So with the music, what's the music? I mean, 
being a white is it rap it seems like what rap uh yeah it's rap yeah so that's it that's yeah, a very yeah. that, that's a very difficult thing uh i'm not sure if it's just kind of for yourself or is it to bring it further because there's pretty much just one white guy who's broken through in rap in the last like 30 years well i suppose if you want to say well like Eminem didn't like if that's who you're talking about obviously I'm assuming mm. but like he didn't just break through he fucking skyrocketed all <laughs> yeah. the way you know he's still going mm. so like I do think there are great like in terms of like skin colour I think that's eliminated now really with, with, with hip hop like you know what I mean I don't think that's that's never been an issue all that like it came from obviously African American culture but at the same time like Logic, for example, mm. he's a fucking fantastic. Like he's an unbelievable rapper. Tom McDonald, Canadian rapper, unbelievable rapper. But um, but I suppose in the sense of like Irish hip hop, um, I think Irish hip hop itself is only only starting to rise now. You know mm. what I mean? Like like the UK grime, they kind of captured that style fairly fairly quick enough to them. You know what I mean? Like UK mm. hip hop was starting, but then the grime came out and they kind of captured their own unique brand of hip-hop you know mm. what i mean whereas ireland is only finding their feet mm. only finding its feet in that now itself like in terms of like rapping in your own accent mm. stuff like that like i don't i'm not into rapping in, in somebody else's accent or a fake accent mm. just to please a record label because they think it will please the fans i'm into just being yourself uh, completely mm. in, in music but so that's, that's are you gonna hobby. release is is have you recorded anything are you gonna release anything I have at the moment. I have a SoundCloud, uh, Wes Deasy on on SoundCloud, but I've only got two recorded tracks on it at the moment. Um, but my my plan is to hopefully put together a little EP and just put it out there. I'm not. I don't, I don't even like. I'm not looking to sell it. I'm not looking to. I just want to put it out, see what people think, and that's mm. it. That's that's kind of my music is would be a big passion of mine. Mm. They say <coughs> they say everybody has one great album in them. You know, Fifty Cent is almost an embodiment of that. Get Rich or Die Trying is pretty much the perfect album, and there's one or two hits after that. But um, you know, uh, Wes Deasy, you might be sitting here in 12 months' time with the next number one on Irish radio. Please God, just <laughs> once it's not my fourth album. <laughs> you don't want your fourth one being your best one. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> it's like hopefully it gets better, but mm. who knows, man? Who knows? I'd, I'd, I'd love that in mm. the sense, like. Mm. Like I, I like all the I like the notoriety as a performer. I like the notoriety and stuff, but like at the same time, like I just want to spread mm. positivity and, and messages. You know what I mean? As well as that, I want to earn money to help <laughs> my family. Mm. Yeah, that's that's being honest. Uh, that's a noble enough goal. Wes, thanks so much for your time. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again. Um, perhaps maybe a few weeks before or after a fight, we'll be a little bit more careful with the scheduling, but uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, apologies about the last time, bro. That was my bad. That's all, that's all right, because I, I cancelled on you a few days before that. Uh, Wes Deasy, uh, thanks so much for coming on. You can check out Wes on, on Fair City. He's got his SoundCloud and, and everything like that. So thanks so much, Wes. Wes. <laughs>